Welcome to the RSN Classic DFS show, mostly. A little bit of betting talk in the show as well. We are the Tour Junkies. I'm DB. I got my boy Pat Perry. It is the final regular PGA Tour event of 2022. Can you believe it, Pat? We've we've gone this far yet again. One more time around the PGA sun. It's it's amazing. I mean, what is this? Our seventh year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means that means next year is going to be the be- the better year because it's an even year. Oh, you know, I don't like odd numbers. So, uh, you're saying. such a weirdo. Um, as it has been for probably four or five of those seven years, we are presented to you by our friends at Fantasy National. Fantasy National is the place to be. One-stop shop for all your DFS, all your betting tools, stats, lineup builders, optimizers, run your models, run your simulations, tournament history, recent form. All the above can be found on Fantasy National. If you go to fantasynational.com slash TJ, use promo code TourJunkies. Let them know the TourJunkies sent you. You get 20% off any level there, weekly, monthly, or annual memberships available. Shout out to Fantasy National. Thanks for uh, continuing to support the Tour Junkies podcast. Hope everybody's doing well tonight. It's the RSM Classic. It's Sea Island. We're going to be there. I will be there on Wednesday, probably starting around noon. Mm -hmm. And I'll be there most of the day. Uh, Thursday, I'll be there all day. I'll get there in the morning. I'll be there for most of the day. Pat is supposed to join me Thursday, late afternoon, early evening. And we'll both be out there a little bit on Friday. Going to be a good time. Looking forward to... uh, you know, seeing some friends, we got probably 20 players and caddies that are going to be there that we are looking forward to hanging out with and seeing and catching up with. And, uh, of course, catching up with you, bud. So if you're if you're going to be there, yeah. if you're there, let us know. DM us. Let us know. Love to catch up. Um, you know, love to have you buy us a drink. You know, that's really what that's really what that's all about. You should just be buying us a drink. We, pre- we would appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. You don't feel like you have to. Yeah, but if you don't, you look kind of like a, you know. I mean, because plenty of people do that. You know, it's yeah. a really, it's a really. We've had people do that a bunch of times. So, I mean, you kind of you probably look like a, a miser if you don't. I'm just saying. Yeah, I would never turn it down. Yeah, no, no, no. We would not turn it know. down. We would not turn it down. You can try your best to get the TJ's uh, Circling Planet Tito's right there on the grounds of Sea Island. Um, yeah. I hope everybody's doing well. It's a, it's a, I don't drink rosé on the golf course, by the way. I, you you know, we talk about me and the you wine sure? and all that kind of stuff. That's a rule I have. I don't drink wine on the golf course. Mm. Yeah, you don't. I've, I've not seen you drink wine on the course. You're right. Um, yeah. We're quite familiar with Sea Island. We're familiar with this golf tournament. Uh, if you want a little more detailed insight into the golf courses, because we have Seaside and Plantation Course, Seaside will play. Uh, three rounds if you make the cut, because that's the only course hosting the weekend rounds. And uh, everybody will get one round on plantation, either round one or round two. Uh, but if you want more detailed breakdown, I did drop a course breakdown video on the YouTube channel, as well as the podcast feed. About 16 minutes of everything you need to know. Nothing you don't. I cut through all the bull. It's all you need to know. So that's a good start. You can do that. Uh, I did do the betting show, the first look show this morning. So I will look forward to hearing Pat's, uh, predominantly Pat's betting picks tonight, but I'm going to throw some out there. I've started to kind of see my betting card taking shape right now. Um, We're going to talk top 20s at the end of the show. Uh, I would say this, Pat, one of the things before we get into this about these two courses, you had the redesign by Davis Love III in 2019 of the Plantation Mm -hmm. course. And the popular narrative before that was that Plantation played much easier with the two par five, two extra par fives. And that it played, it played easier. And I think the data would, would, would reflect that. However, in the few years since that redesign, um, the data does not suggest that. They actually play both the same amount of strokes under par. They played almost identical last year uh, in rounds one and round two. I think they were both minus a, uh, 1.3 strokes uh, under par. And they were very similar the year before that and the year before that. So um, you know, if you're, wh- why are you smiling? Why do you have that grin, this shit eating grin on your face already? We're four minutes into this thing. What did you have to spit? Because anybody watching, they just saw me just fly out of the picture and all of a sudden, cause I had this huge, you know, allergetic sneeze come on. So I hit the mute button and just <laughs> threw okay. it out. I, why that's so I saved you. I okay. saved everybody from that loud noise. It is it amazing was, that you hit the mute button. That is, that is an advanced Pat Perry podcasting te- skill, right? Anyway. There. Achievement right. unlo- achievement unlocked. You hit the mute button on the sneeze. Um, <laughs> so I say this because I do think in DFS that information is something to remember. Because you know, let's just say 
there looks to be some sort of wave advantage or whatever coming into Thursday and Friday. I, you know, the weather, it's definitely going to be cooler. Um, it does look to be pretty cool, Pat. I'm like in the 40s in the morning, only getting up yeah. to like the mid-60s. So uh, it's going to be breezy. Um, so let's just say that, that for the most part, people are thinking, you know, that, that if you hear people saying, well, you want the guys on plantation because they got the two extra par fives, the scoring average is lower. You could be a little contrarian if you go seaside um, in, you know, if, if it's round one and round two in a classic format or in a showdown format. Because uh, ultimately what we've seen the last few years since the renovation is both of these courses play about the same. So um, I think that's just something important to get out of the way right, right at the beginning, um, especially as it pertains to DFS. Okay. Jeez. Um, okay, here we go. Let's get into this. So I talked about how we're both going to be there. Y'all, y'all hit us up. Uh, we're excited to, uh, to, to you know, end the year at a PJ Tour event, seeing some friends, and hopefully meeting some of you guys as well. Let's, uh, let's get into this, Pat. 9K and above range. Um, we're going to talk picks. We're going to talk chalk. We're going to talk a fade. And <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's start off with the chalk. I'm pretty sure it'll be a guy named Tony Finau. Not sure if you've ever heard of him. But Finau yeah. is on a roll. It's, it's, it's pretty hot right now. Like That tournament in Houston was just not even close. And it was uh, a shame because... The lack of long shot winners continues to be a plague on this nation, and I'm frankly sick of it. But I'm not very confident that that ends today, this, this week, despite the fact that the RSM Classic has a long history of bombs, Pat. Yeah, but why is Finau even playing? Is this because he has never, maybe, the, is this part of the deal where you got to play a tournament? Maybe or or you got to play a certain tournament every year or whatever it is that they or never played here. He's just feeling himself right now. You know, he has played here. He played here in 2014. Oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, he hasn't played here in the last year in 2014. I think he had a top 15 finish. Um, (laughs) But I mean, maybe it's just he's feeling himself. He's, you know. He's a he's a rooster walking around in the house. I mean, he he's. Yeah, he's he's on fire. So he's a I rooster mean, in the hen house. He's ready to get you know show everybody what's up, strut around, show his stuff. And you know, I, I do think if we're talking chalk, I think Finau is going to be popular. He's obviously head and shoulders better than anyone else in this field by a mile. I mean, the top end of this field is tough. You've got a lot of the biggest names in golf playing in the DP World Tour Championship: John Rahm, Roy McIlroy, uh, Fitzpatrick, Lowry, Fleetwoods over there. Uh, a lot of names over there playing in the DP World Tour Championship. So the top end of this sucks. It, it, it's got some okay depth in terms of like the middle, middle class here. This is a very middle class golf tournament. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But, you know, he is just so much better than anyone else in this field. It's not even close. So pretty sure he's going to be like 30%. And I don't, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm scared to not play him. At 30%. Like, I think if he's 30%, I think I might just go ahead and do the full 100% fee now this year, this, this week. I think I'm just going to do I don't. I rarely do 100% on any player, but I don't know why you wouldn't. One of the things I looked at was strokes gained ball striking on short courses less than 7,200 yards on Fantasy National. I also looked at strokes gained off the tee specifically on short under par, under 7200 yard golf course. And you know, that's going to show you especially for a bomber like Tony, how well does he do possibly having to club down or possibly, you know, being restricted somewhat with the driver. Well, uh over the last 50 rounds on short golf courses under 7200 yards, he is 6th in the field in ball striking and 3rd off the tee. So like Tony's still really freaking good. And still finds a way to gain a lot of strokes, ball striking and off the tee, even on a short golf course. So, like, I just don't think we can use that. Um, he's putting amazing right now. Wasn't he? Didn't he lead the field in putting last week? Or, or he was close. Um, he had to have been close. There's just I mean, nothing. There's just nothing. There's just no reason to not play him. Like, I, it's just chalk I'm eating. Um, other than that, he gained almost eight strokes putting last week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that led the field. Pretty sure. Unbelievable. Um, 
Other than that, my guesses on chalk are Keith Mitchell at 9,300 and Denny McCarthy at 9,100. I'm thinking that Sheamus and Harmon are going to get passed up because Finau's just in a, on, on another, like we said, another level. I think Hoagie could be interesting. I'll be interested to see where, where ownership falls on him. Um, but I think Keith Mitchell, the Sea Island connection, by the way, the Sea Island Mafia, all the members of Sea Island, we will be sending out in an email tomorrow the heavy petting email, which, by the way, last week is four weeks in a row that DB's round one prize picks plays have cashed. Last week, mm-hmm. we doubled up. We doubled up. We did a five-way bet. We hit four of the five. Russell Henley, if he made one more freaking birdie, we'd have won $1,000, 10X. But we just doubled up. That's four weeks in a row we've been positive. So if, if that's the only reason you get the email, why would you not subscribe to that? I don't know. But also, we're going to give you some information, and including a comprehensive list that we got from a, from a player that lives in Sea Island. We got a comprehensive list on Sunday night from that player of players who either live there have lived there or are there a lot because of instruction or whatever. Um, so that comprehensive list will be in that email on Tuesday. Keith Mitchell's a well-known Sea Island guy. He's playing well. Um, he's got a good record here. I, I, I think he'll be popular. And then Denny McCarthy just seemingly is always popular. Um, that, that's my guess on ownership. Do you, do you find any, any other guys you think could be equally as popular or more popular? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on fee now. I, I think Keith Mitchell. I, I think McCarthy. Um, I feel like Harmon's going to have some ownership. Um, mainly because if you look at the stats for him, they're they're really good across the board. Um, he's got a decent tournament history going back before twenty twenty one. Um, and then on top of it, Harmon's actually been playing pretty well. He's playing really placement. well. It's just so I think oof. I think you'll see some some ownership on Harmon. Um, let me ask you this: I might throw you off at this. Okay. Do you have Tom Hoagie on your list of C. Allen connections? Uh, I don't believe he's on there. You might should. Should we add Hoagie? Yeah. What's the connection? His caddy is from C. Allen, lives in C. Allen, and also knows these courses oh, well. And he actually reads all his putts for him. From what I've heard, I talked to a little birdie oh. today about Hoagie. I've, I've got a, uh, a local guy who's very good friends with Tom Hoagie. Nice. And he's very high on Hoagie this week as long as he uh, doesn't step foot on the gambling boat. <laughs> and uh, he did mention, though, he said his caddy is from Sea Island and uh, knows these courses well, obviously. This is a good course fit for Hoagie. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it is. 100%. It's a great fit. He's one of the best ball strikers in the world. You, you say iron player. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. great iron players, all that kind of stuff. And if he putts well... Oh, he you know, checks he all miss... the boxes. He checks all the boxes. Yeah. I, I think Hoagie's a, a great a great play for this. I just wonder if win. people are going to get there, though, because of the female play. Now, so you brought up two names that are interesting. Like, a very contrarian move. You know, you could do my... You could, do, you could be the, the, the chalk donkey that I am and just go ahead and do 100% female. But, I mean... Starting a lineup, Brian Harmon, Tom Hoagie, and just punting fully on Tony Finau is an option. I, I wonder it how is. many people will do that um, because both men are playing well. Both, both have played well here at times. Both check a lot of boxes. So. But, you know, another name in here that, that I, I like a lot is I'm going to come back to the well for the second week in a row. It's worked out one time, Pat. Jason Day. Jason I'm with you. Continues to play well. I love it. I, you know, the, the putter has been not quite vintage Jason Day. It's been good, but it hasn't been like vintage, awesome putting Jason Day. Um, but, you know, on a course where putting is really going to dictate a lot of this, I, I really like it for J-Day here. So I, I'm probably going to keep on the J-Day train. And then finally, I'll go through my last pick here. Uh, finally, Matt Naismith. I'm going to get on the Matt Naismith train at 9,000. I'm, I'm wondering slash hoping that the 14% of people that played Naismith last week uh, and saw him finish 53rd at the Houston might go ahead and, and hop off and maybe jump up to that McCarthy play. But Matt Naismith is extremely comfortable here, has, has connections here as well. Um, he's played here three times. He's finished 14th, 15th, and 29th. 
He's coming off of you know three top tens, including a runner-up at the Shriners this fall season already. And you know, I, I think I, I last week was definitely not not the best course for him at, at Memorial. Well, he had sort of a love hate with it. I mean, he was I think he was four over day one, and then he shot he six under well. the yep. second day. And he was sort of all over the place. Yeah. But the game was still there, obviously. Yeah, it's I mean, there. He, he, he made the cut. Yeah. And he I, I agree. kind of to make the cut, too. I, I, I do think um, I, I do think Naismith could possibly get a little suppressed ownership. Who, who knows? And, and I guess my fade, I mean, I will say this. I was looking at a fade, and I was like, you know, it's going to be anyone who in this range outside of Tony, not named Tony Finau, that, that, is, that is overwhelmingly across multiple websites projected over 20% because there's no other name in this range that if projected over 20% across the board, I'm going to play even, even my favorites like Matt Smith, not going to do it. So that will be the fate. Whoever that falls, whoever that is, however many of them there are for me, that's where I'm, I'm bouncing because there's just not a name in here that commands that sort of ownership. I will say this too. Like when you look at course histories, this is one of those courses, Pat, when you look at course history, you see a lot of guys that are very like boom or trunk slamming. Have you noticed that? There's a lot of yes, players in this field that Seamus Power is one of them. I mean, Powell, three cuts Kisner. in a row. Kisner's yes, one Kisner. of them. Robert Streb is one of them. Like, th- there's just guys who a lot of the connections, a lot of the the Sea Island folks. Yeah, a lot of just... the Sea Island guys. You're right. Well, I mean, I think for this for the home game crowd. You know, there's some players that it, it works well for and some players that don't handle it as well. We'll get to one of those here in a little bit. But I, I just think f- given that kind of variance um, that we see here at this golf course and the level of player up here in this range, anybody that gets over 20% not named Tony Finau, I'll, I'll get out on. And maybe I'll just bet them if I love it. You know, if it's Hoagie or something, I'll bet them. That's, that's yeah, probably I, it for me. I don't think range. I have, like, I mean, fading's tough in here. I, I think Seamus Power is one that I, I'm I'm probably going to end up fading, but I don't know if he's going to. I don't. I don't I think don't, he's going to have very high ownership. I don't think he is. So, no, I don't think he is. Uh, I mean, but yeah, there's there's some agreement here. Look at it, bets. You know, I, I like yep. Day at twenty five to one. Yep, um, I got that one written down. Hoagie at twenty eight. I have two guys that there. I just feel like there's some a little bit of FOMO. Okay. A little bit of FOMO here. Joel Damon at 40 to 1. I still think this is a good course fit for him. I know he's had weird. The putting thing worries me, but yeah. yeah. Taylor Montgomery also at 29 to 1. Like, feels hard to, to put down, but I just, I could just see him winning here. And I would, it would just blindside us all. Ton of first time winners at this event. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it would blindside us. I mean, the guy's been unreal. All, no, he has, but I mean, year. you know what I mean? Like, you're looking at guys this week, like, you know, and we're seeing a lot of favorites like Finau and whoever else win. Yeah. Well, I mean, Taylor Montgomery has never played here before. So. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say Hoagie at 28. I mean, for all the love you gave Hoagie. I, I liked him this morning on the first look show. I think he was at 30. Um, but I like Day. I have Day, Hoagie, and Naismith. Uh, Naismith's 50 to 1 on MGM. I could see this being a good spot. First time winner for him. Um, yeah, a lot of first time winners here. I think it could happen. Um, so those are kind of my three favorites. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to figure out a way to bet fee now too. I mean, I was texting you and a a partner, um, about this earlier today, like (laughs) pairing fee now with an NFL bet or a college bet, something, because I definitely trying just trying to get the odds up a little bit. I just can't, I can't make myself do the nine to one fee now, but, um, but I, I, I want to bet fee now, which is hard for me. That's hard for me to do. Hard for, hard for me to say every week that I want to bet the guy at the top, but it is what it is. Um, all right, let's get to the AK range. Before we do, I want to remind everybody, Christmas is coming, and you got people that love coffee, the coffee lover in your life. Get them something from Front Nine Coffee. That way, you can say, hey, listen, this company is a small business based in Augusta, Georgia. They love golf. They love coffee. And when, when I ordered this, they roasted it afterwards. So you got fresh roasted coffee. Then they shipped it to your door, my door. I packed it for you, gave it to you for Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have some coffee on me. You can get whole, whole bean. You can ground it up. Um, great flavors, including mine and Pat's flavors, are available. Promo code TJ10 gets you 10% off your entire order, and you can keep using that. So if you've, 
bought Front Nine Coffee already, which we know a lot of you have. We've gotten a lot of feedback from it. It's been great. Um, if you've bought it before, keep buying it and use promo code TJ10. They also are working on some Christmas bundles as we speak, so be on the lookout for uh, the Christmas bundles to hit the website. It's front9coffee.com, front9coffee.com, promo code TJ10. Gets you the 10% off your entire order. Uh, by the way, shout out to Heels for Real, the Listener League champion last mm. week. Good lineup from Heels for Real. To, this week will be the final Listener League contest of 2022. Your final shot to, in, to win a chance to you know, get a, a, a trip to either Augusta or Savannah to play a golf weekend with me and Pat. So um, we've been doing that for a few years. It's great. The only way you can get in the Listener League is if you're a member of the Nut Hut. So get in there and do that. And be a part of the Listener League. And you don't just have to win, you know, one week to get in there. You could win a segment. So you could have, you know, multiple yeah, be solid consistent. performances. Be consistent. Yep. Yeah. Um, for the YouTubers, like the video. Go ahead and hit the thumbs up button. If you're watching this right now, it doesn't take half a second for you to hit the like button. Please do. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Because even though we are, you know, there's not really a whole lot of tournament previews left in 2022. There still will be a lot of content coming out. A lot of great interviews coming out. I'll, I'll probably get bored and do something random and probably get in trouble for it like I've already done. So, you know, any, anything like that you want to be notified of, you need to subscribe to the channel so you know when we go live. And also this time of year is when me and Pat, you know, we, we get together and we put our heads together and say, what's the content we want to keep doing, stop doing, or start doing? And we'd like your help on that. So in the comments, help us out. Tell us in 2023, what's something you'd like to see us do or have a start to do that we don't already or stop doing because you think it sucks. We, we can take the heat, honestly. Mm. If you love us, yeah. if you love us, deliver something like that in the comments. Let us know. Uh, it helps us shape our 2023. We listen to you guys. We read the comments. We read the emails. We read the DMs. And it's important that we get it right every single year, as right as we can get it. So 2023, what do you want to see? What do you want to not see? All right, let's get yeah. into... People, people helping people. People helping people. Look at us. Let's get into the 8K range. Let's talk chalk. I think um, I, I had a little harder time figuring this one out, like in terms of where I think people are going to go. I think people are going to go. I think people are going to go to Kisner. I think. Um, you think they're going to go to Kisner? Really? That, that's what I, I. I just feel like people. I feel like people feel like this is a Kisner place. Like, in, are they going to go to Rogers and Hughes? Because those are two I like. Okay, Hughes. I had written down. I had Kiz, I had Hughes, and then I had another one that I can't quite get a read on. But I feel like Brendan Todd could get some love. But I don't know. Like this, this, this AK range may just not have a lot of like high end chalk, which could make sense too if you have a lot of Tony Finau lineups. It's a little bit harder to get here if you do like a Finau 9K guy. Um, it, it can be a little more difficult to get one of these upper 8K players. You might be able to sneak up into the lower range, but. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it, this one's a tough range for me to figure out. I do think Hughes. You're right. Uh, obviously, a, a past champion here, runner-up um, as well, and he's playing well. So yeah, he's playing well. That that makes Patrick sense. Patrick Rogers is playing extremely well. Okay, let me talk to you about Patrick Rogers. I, I need to. I mean, I need to talk through Patrick. Go Rogers. ahead. Go ahead. I'll help you. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I keep wanting to I know. to not play him. Yeah, I know. And but he just. He continues to play extremely. Let's just look at his last, since the Shriners, this fall. I mean, top 30 at the Shriners, top 20 at the Zozo. I know it's a short field. Third at, in Bermuda. Top 30 at the Worldwide Technology, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mayakova. 16th last week. I, I don't know. I know. It just... I, I just I can't avoid it. Yeah, I I know. So let me let when me, is Rogers just finally going to pay off everybody? Let me help you. I think this week is time to get the blank off the Patrick Rogers train. Jump off mm. while you can. Okay, don't don't ride it too long. It already feels we've been doing this a long time. Patrick Rogers has been on tour since we started. Okay. We have endured a lot of Patrick Rogers punishment for years. 
Okay. What are you gonna do if he wins and we don't? I, I don't have care him? if 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 he wins and we don't have him. I don't care because it it is like the it will be the most random thing ever. But what is more likely, obviously, is that the train goes ahead and hops on off the tracks because it feels like the run has been abnormally long for P. Raj with what you just said. This will be his. Let's see. This will be his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, his eighth event since October. So his, his, his eighth event in like seven, eight weeks. And I can't play eight events. No, wait a minute. Hold weeks. on. Hold on. Wait a minute. No. Oh, sorry. Since <laughs> September. Sorry. Since middle of September. But I mean, he's played a lot. He has played a lot. And if you look at his RSM record, you know, runner-up back in 2018, but you know what he did? He gained 8.8 strokes putting. 8.8. That is, that is good for, oh, you want to know how many? Number one. That is the best putting performance he has ever had in 216 logged shot link PGA Tour event. 216. The best one he ever had at the RSM in 2018. What did he do to back that up? Well, he didn't do much uh, because since that runner-up at the RSM, he's gone miscut, miscut 57. It, it was a fluke week. Fluke week. I, I don't... But he's still, like, throw all that out. He's playing probably better this year than he has since then. Probably. He's probably c- coming in, he is. I just think that an 8,700... Probably popular, right? I mean, you you said are people. I mean, he was thirteen percent last week, twelve percent at the at the Bermuda. I, I can't imagine him. I mean, he's probably still going to be in that thirteen to fifteen percent range, which is approaching chalk territory for an eight K player in a field like this. Again, let's remember the variance of this golf tournament, and it's Patrick Rod. Jump off the train now. Now is the time. Grab my hand, Pat. Take my hand. Take my hand. And we're rolling down. And when I say jump, we're going to jump. One, two, three, jump. Now, you've gotten <laughs> off the train. You're off the train. You're free. No, I ripped my hand away. I stayed up on the, God dang stayed up on the cliff. <laughs> I stayed on the cliff. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I am out. I'm out. All right. So, I hear you. I, I, I like... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, P. Raj was, my, it was obviously my fate. You know who I'm going to here that I also don't think I've gone to in a long time? I've been doing this this fall, and it's, it's pretty much panned out. I, haven't, I don't remember the last time I played Matt Kuchar, but I'm playing Matt Kuchar at $8,900. Oh, gosh. I mean, Kuch checks a lot of boxes. I ran my, my model again this, you know, today. I had a lot of time, just like last week. Remember when I ran the model last week and I told you, the $7,000 player that was fifth in my model, and his name was Stefan Yeager, and he finished ninth. Well, I, I ran the model again. <laughs> Slightly different, obviously, for the RSM. But Kuchar's 15th. He's actually, and Rogers is 21st. And Kuchar's playing good, too. 12th at the Fortnite, 29th CJ Cup, 27th at Mayakoba. Uh, obviously, Kuch is the... You know, I mean, he he's like the second in charge at Sea Island, other mm. than Davis Love. Great, you know, track record here in terms of making he's cuts thinking, and having decent. You think finishes. they have meetings? Oh like, yeah. Do they have Sea Island Mafia meetings? And they they like, yeah. You got Kuchar. He's like, Ugh. does he do that? Is he Clint Eastwood? What are we doing? Why why is he? Uh, Hudson Swafford went over to the Live Golf Tour. It, <laughs> what? Is he Colonel Sanders? What are you talking about? I don't know. I just feel like they got quiet voice. I don't like this Hudson Swafford guy. Or or is it Sling Blade? Are you you doing Sling Blade right now? (laughs) I don't know. What the the hell is that impression? I feel like if they had Sea Island Mafia meetings, it would be interesting. Yeah, okay. Um, My model must be some secret society. Yeah, dude. I mean, he checks. My model's different than your model. Um. Anyway, I, I, I do like Kuchar. I'm wondering if I'll get a little bit of sneaky sneak, you know, sneaky sneak value in there. I, I also like Davis Riley again. The iron play is just 
too good for me to pass up at 8,100. And, um, and also Justin Rose is kind of catching my eye at 8,200. I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but, uh, but he kind of is. Um, but that's, that's this range for me. I like Rose. Um, I think, you know, 45 to one is also a pretty good number for him. If you're looking at the odds, I like mm-hmm. Hughes at 50 to one. And I do like him as a DFS play as well. Um, I have, I think the threesome my of Cooch, fade is Hughes, actually Riley. What? Sahith is my fade this week. Mm. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't, I don't see much with Sahith. Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, it's, it's, um, you he missed a cut last year. He sprays the driver, here. doesn't he? Doesn't he spray huh? the, doesn't he spray the yeah, driver? Yeah, he sprays it good? all over the place. I think there's, yeah. you know, the fairways are pretty wide here. Yeah, they so are I, wide. I don't think yeah. that's a huge deal, but there can be some trouble there's off the tee. Of, yeah. So you got to keep it, you know, you know, at least on the planet. Yeah. But he doesn't check any boxes at all. I mean, nothing. No ball striking. Usually approach. good putter, but yeah. Yeah, for 8,800, <laughs> I'm not, uh, well, he's 85th in the field over his last 100 rounds putting on mm. Bermuda. So, yeah. I, I just, Sahith, there's not, a, there's not much to me that says to play him. Uh, for me, the bets, uh, definitely looking at Kuchar, Mac, uh, McKenzie Hughes, and Davis Riley all at 50 to 1. Uh, Cooch and Riley on MGM and Hughes on DraftKings. Those are some. So those are a couple of early ones that I'm I'm eyeballing, eyeballing. Um, speaking of, okay, uh, this is a good question. Look at this is a good question from Brian. Any web news or probably a pass again this week? Well, Brian, uh, good. Here's the deal. We uh, we definitely know Paul Tesori, Webb's caddy. We'll see Paul Tesori on Wednesday. I will, uh, I will do my best to kind of get a read on things, and all of that intel that we gather on Wednesday will be passed into the Nut Hut on Wednesday night, Wednesday evening, um, in the Caddy Info channel, or uh, also Pat will be leading the live chat on Wednesday night, so you can check that out there. If you're not in the Nut Hut, you really should be, even though I know the season's coming to an end, we still got people cleaning house in the Nut Hut. It was a huge week for prize picks again in the Nut Hut last week. Pat had a hot week. Uh, we had our second NBA GPP takedown of the month in November. We've had two now. Polar Hell took down an NBA GPP, and our boy Brandon Illegal Form Nation took down an NBA GPP. First place takedowns um, in large field GPPs two weeks or two two weeks out of the month in NBA. Um, so they're passing along some good knowledge in there, and uh, ton of good detail. Ton of good detail on this golf course coming on Wednesday from me. And uh, you're just missing out. The community's hopping. We're making friends. We're having a great time. There's some fun channels in there. There's a cooking channel in there. There's all kind of stuff in there. And for right now, it's $10 a month, $90 a year. If I were you, I would go ahead and pay up for the year because there could be some changes. There's going to be some big changes to the Nut Hut coming in 2023. It's just too good of a product um, to, uh, to kind of keep it where it is. We're going to keep moving things along and keep providing a lot of value. There's a ton of NFL stuff going on. Our boy Samson, who I got to give, uh, I got to give some hate to, and then I'll give him a little bit of love. Oh, oh dear. Old Adam, Samson 24. <sighs> he did something that has only happened one other time in Chalk Bomb history, which I think, Pat, we've been doing the Chalk Bomb, what, like four or five years? Four or five years? Been doing the Chalk Bomb email? After, after the UGA. It's four years, 2018. Four years. Been doing it four years, and only twice has the Chalk Bomb won the golf tournament. Adam. You, sir, are the second one. He chose Tony Finau last week, who, in fact, did not bomb. Um, he won. So, uh, sucks, to be, sucks to do that, but I have, I have told he messaged me this morning. He was worried about his job. I told him that the heat was very normal, that if you do that, you're going to get heat. And so, here it is. Here's the heat. But I will say this. I will say this. Obviously, the chalk bomb is a bold piece of content. It's one of the boldest piece of content I've ever seen on the internet about DFS golf because they're chalk for a reason, right, people? They're chalk for a reason. Now, he told me he was debating between Finau and Burmester. Uh, it was uh, like 7,300 last week, but he chose to go oh, with Finau. I wish he'd gone Burmester. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, Adam, Adam caught some heat there, but I will say this. He provides some exceptional showdown information, and he is a very good showdown player, and he's in the nut hut every single week talking showdown, giving some advice, giving some tips, giving some plays. And he's doing pretty well with that. And a lot of people making some showdown money as well. So get in the Nut Hut. Go to tourjunkies.com slash Nut Hut. Join the Discord server. 
get in there and get about it. Um, and you can also play in the Listener League for a chance to come play golf with me and Pat. All right, <clears throat> 7K range. 7K range, where to Chalk Gone be? I think, I got a few names I'm going to throw out here to you, Pat. Um, I think I could see $7,900 Alex Smalley, who's playing really well. I think I could see him coming in mm-hmm. as a little chalky. I think I could see Will Gordon, Taco Supreme, coming in chalky. I think I could see Sea Island Mafia member Grayson Sig coming in at $7,500. Uh, I think those three... You don't see Putnam? I don't see Putnam. I don't think people... And I'm starting to like waver on... The, on the real upside of Putt. I think he's a known commodity. He's boring, and it's he's hard. He's playing well, though. I know he is. I know, I know he is, but it's just, I don't know. I just can't, for some reason, I just can't get there on him. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, like, let's see, he was 12% owned at the Houston, so that's not, that's not terrible. That's up there a little bit. I mean, for, I, I don't know. I mean, $7,900 Andrew Putnam. I could be wrong. I'm just making guesses. Who else do you think I missed? Or do you agree on do you agree on the three names I gave you? No, I, I think Putnam is there's a chance okay. there. I think Smalley. I think Will Gordon for sure, which is crazy to think about. I, I mean, Will Gordon was playing in Savannah last year yeah. at Q School. And you know, because he yeah. he was sort of a darling before that, but now he's been playing really well. Gotta yep. give it to him. Yeah. Um I would think, you know, somebody like, um, if we're going a little bit cheaper here, like a, a Taylor Moore at 7,400, he finished top 10 here last year, I, I think could be playing well. I know he missed the cut last week, but he had, you know, he played well before that. Yeah. I think Taylor Moore could be interesting uh, or could be a, a, you know, have some chalk. Other than that, I don't really think there's anybody in here. Um. Grayson Sig to me is chalk that I do not. I, I would go away from. Really? Why? I like I like Sig. He doesn't play well here. Yeah, but he's I mean, missed the cut twice, and then if the T fifty in twenty eighteen, which I think he's in college then. Yeah, um, but I don't. I don't think. Doesn't he feel like a much different player? Like even from the beginning. I mean, look at the look at the start to his season this year versus the start to his rookie season last year. Much, much, much different. Um, obviously it's I mean, a home I think game. Normally, I would I would probably look at him, but he, the stats too don't really. Yeah, he doesn't hit. He doesn't check a ton of boxes. Um, he's also about to get married. He's marrying Coach Hack's daughter, Coach at Georgia. There's a couple guys in here about to get married. Sea Island boys, JT Poston's another one. Seventy five hundred Sea Island boy about to get married too. About to get locked up, cuffed he's a up. Paid for me. Paid um, for me also. Yep, I, I think so. Let me talk to you about so so Poston. This is a good segue here. Poston is one of those guys that should crush it here. Great course yes. fit, resident, but his record here is terrible. And it's, I think it's like six or seven tries here. Um, am, I, am I right on that? Let me look that up. Is that. Now that doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. Six or seven tries. But, I mean, it's just, you know, there, there are guys who the home game is going to be good for them and guys who it's not. This, so he's played six times. He's missed the cut five times, and and the the one time he made the cut, he finished fourteenth. Um, so it's definitely not been good at all. So it's you know that's tough. That doesn't mean he can't turn it around. I mean, obviously these guys know this golf course, but they got to do something different than what they've been doing, I guess. Um, but I kind of see the same. I I see that potentially being a reason, Pat. The home game effect to fading Will Gordon. And and we don't really have a great history with the 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 home game effect on Will Gordon because he hasn't he hasn't I think he just moved to Sea Island recently. Um, but aside from that, I look at Will Gordon and think, okay, this is obviously not an ideal spot for him. It is going to contain him somewhat off the tee because he is a massively long hitter, um, very very long hitter. And then the putter concerns me because this this will be for most people, a putting contest. I mean, I think the greens and rate, the average green and regulation percentage hit is like 75%. It's one of the highest on the PGA Tour. So a lot of guys are going to hit the green. Then it's going to come down to who's making putts. And that's not Will Gordon's specialty. Definitely not on Bermuda. It's the worst surface in terms of measured rounds here on Fantasy National. Out of 67 tournaments, it's his worst surface. 
So I think Gordon, for me, if we get a chalky Gordon, which I think we will, chalk-ish for this range, I think I'm probably out on, on Gordon for the possible home game effect and just overall fit and the putter for Gordon. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I could see that. You did just make a good point, though. I think... Um, I think Prospix has got their work cut out for them this week. Yeah? I think they're going to... There's. It's going to be interesting to see where they put the numbers on, like, the greens and regulation, the fairways, that kind of stuff. I mean, the scoring numbers, I think, are going to be decently high. But I, the fairways and greens and regulation will be something I'll be looking at. Yeah, I took advantage of that on... Um... On Thursday, in the in the in the play I put on the in the email, uh, the the under on some fairways, Sam Burns, for example, I think he hit three on day one or something. Um, so yeah, definitely pay attention to that. That's something to watch for. Um, and uh, and the weather is going to play a factor in that for sure. Yeah, Pat, I have a name in here that I'm very excited to talk to you about because I think he's going to go a little bit under the radar. I don't think he's going to be like a one to three percenter, but I I bet he could be like a five percenter because of who he's around but i was doing some digging he checks a lot of boxes and the betting markets have him way better than where DraftKings dfs pricing would have him and i'm talking about jj spawn oh good has jj has, has he popped for you at all um i have not even looked at jj spawn well he's played here six times had a runner-up in 2017, finished 16th last year, and he's only got one other miscut in six tries. Okay, Obviously, had a pretty good start to the fall. 15th at the Shriners, 25th at the Zozo, 15th at Mayakoba. Uh, we saw him get his first win at the Valero back in April. JJ's playing a lot better. But it was interesting to see the betting markets. Like His betting number is let me let me pull it up especially in the top 20 market he is plus one yeah he on DraftKings, he is plus 170 to top 20 to put that in perspective of who that's near that is the same odds as denny mccarthy that is he's plus 170 matt naismith and keith mitchell are plus 160 to finish top 20 the his odds are that is a good there's a big difference there big I mean, difference his his, yeah. his odds are better than literally every other player in the field outside of Keith Mitchell, Naismith, Montgomery, Power, Hoagie, Day, Harmon, and Finau in the, in the top 20 DraftKings market. And, and, he's, uh, and it's not a mistake because I looked on the top 40 market. It's the same thing in the top 40 market. He's the exact same number as McCarthy. He's just below Naismith and Mitchell. Um, and, and then as a tournament... That definitely, that, that's going to make me stop and think, yeah. DB. The tournament If winner, I'm listening... If I'm listening in my car right now, I'm going to pull over mm -hmm. because you don't want to do this while you're driving. I'm going to make a note about what you're talking about, right? So now that could be that DraftKings just has him way high, you know, way higher in the betting market, and and he he's also 35 to one on DraftKings to win outright, right there with Denny McCarthy, right behind Keith Mitchell and Matt Naismith. Uh, if you look on if you look on like data golf at other websites and where a lot of other sites have him priced, DraftKings is definitely the shortest number. Uh, like FanDuel has him, FanDuel, MGM, and PointsBet all have him at fifty to one, and he's kind of hovered around that Taylor Pendrith, Scott Stallings, uh, Chris Kirk, Alex Smiley number. But um, but but it's interesting to see him that well and i think he's going to be much lower owned than a jj spawn or i mean or than a than an alex smalley or um you know will gordon right there you know those two guys right there above and below him so i'm i'm excited about jj spawn okay okay um, your enthusiasm really died there what are we doing i thought you were about to say something else i was, no, I was i'm now done on my jj spawn rant who else do we like yeah. in here um, a couple other guys I'll look at. Let's look at the bottom of the 7K range. I mean, I think Justin Lauer at 7,300 makes mm -hmm. some sense. He's been playing really well in the fall. Mm -hmm. Um, this feels like a good, good course fit for him. Um, you know, you look at his last few events, he did miss a cut at Houston Open, T56 in Mayakoba, top 10 in Bermuda, and then a top 20 at the Shriners. So I, I like Lauer here at 7,300. Another one down at the bottom, Ben Taylor, is at 7,000. He's been playing well. He had a third-place finish last week. 
um, top 60 in Mayakoba, top 60 at the, at the Bermuda. That's not going to excite you too much, but that third place finish last week does. Um, so I like Ben Taylor there at 7,000. He's another one that I, I thought would be a pretty good bet, um, you know, for DFS. And then he's 170 to one outright. So, um, you know, pretty big number there. You may look at, at, at a top 20 on him, but, but, uh, Lauer is also 120 to one. I don't see Lauer winning. Yeah. For some reason I feel like I could see Taylor winning, but not Lauer. I don't hmm. know why. No, I think I could see Lauer winning before Taylor, but I mean, he almost won the Fortinet, didn't he? He could have won the Fortinet. Yeah. He was up there. Um, um I, I like some guys kind of in that middle range. I, I'll give you two more names. Uh, Ben Griffin, who we had on the podcast, I've been kind of waiting to play the kid on this golf course. He, I uh, put this, I put this in the nut hut. I'll, I'll give, I'll throw out this little tidbit. I mean, he's, he's obviously got the, he's got the course record at, I believe, I believe Seaside where he shot a 50, no, maybe it's plantation. One of them shot a 59 over the summer and he broke his own record. Yeah. It was plantation. And he broke his own record of 62 prior to that. The guy can go super low here. Loves this place. Good putter. And he's playing great. Third at the, you know, Bermuda could have won, had a horrible back nine on Sunday. Uh, was in was in control and in command when he made the turn and just coughed it up. Uh, 16th at the Houston, putted really well at the Houston. I love to see that for Ben Griffin. He's at 7,300. I, I like it. And then at 7,300 also, uh, I'm going to go back to the well with St- Stefan Yeager. He is 11th in this model. By the way, Ben Griffin is 7th in the model for this week. I mean, Yeager's playing good. I- I'm, I'm, buying, I- I'm buying some Yeager right now. I'm, I'm liking the short game. I'm liking where the putter's at. Played here three times, missed the cut the last two, finished 29th in 2017, but seemingly should be a good course fit for Stefan Yeager. Plays good at, you know, a place like the Wyndham, uh, by the way, so did uh, Ben Griffin. So, I mean, I, I, I like Yeager and, and Griffin here in that low to mid 7K spot. I think right there, this is an interesting spot between, I would say, Davis Thompson yeah. at 7,400, Yeager, Hodges, Mullinax, Lauer, Griffin. All right there together. Maybe even look at playing two of those uh, yeah, in your like lineups it. because it's it's that's a good spot. Those those five, yeah, six those, or whatever together. I agree. I like them all. They they all kind of check some boxes for me. Melanax too. I think he's got some ties to this area or or has lived here or lives here now. Um, I can't remember if he's on the list, but um, Davis Thompson obviously Sea Island boy. Um, so yeah, and and they're you know. Showing some form, Hodges. I think Thompson's a hundred to one, by the way, which is I saw that. You know, I mean, and he's I bet him last week too. He's got those connections. I get it, but he also, I mean, he played well here as a as an amateur. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, in college Jones, Jones Cup, right? Yeah, I mean, no, and he played no his, his like the first tour event he ever played was here oh, as yeah. an amateur, and I I think that was when he finished. Um, and I could be wrong. Maybe he had somebody out there is going to be like, no, no, he had already turned pro. That was his first tournament as a pro. But if you look at it, let's see, where was it? Go back. T23 in 2020. I want to say he was an amateur then. He may not have been, but it would have been very soon after college. I think he was. Anyway. Um, yeah, I I like that range too. The $7,300 range and then tack on. Thompson is is a good one. I'm surprised you you haven't named you haven't named uh, a a young lad at 7K that you really love, uh, Sam Ryder, because he checks yeah, the boxes. I just can't. I'm not. I mean, there's a lot of players in this field, and I just. Yeah, but I mean that's your boy. He hits. He fairway. does check some boxes for he sure. He does. Though. He's hitting. He hits fairways. He makes a lot of putts. Coming off the eighth place finish at Mayakoba. I mean, I don't, I don't hate the the Sam Ryder play. Now his record here is terrible. He's he's finished sixty first back in twenty seventeen, and then he's missed the cut four straight times after that. But I mean, I'd argue he's playing probably. I mean, I haven't gone back and looked at it, but he's probably playing better right now than he ever has leading up to the RSM. Is my guess. Yeah, I mean, I I I did look at him. I I, I really sort of when I was going down here in the seven like low seven k, Ben Taylor, just sort of jumped out at me a little more than Sam Ryder. So um Jaeger, by the way, the best number you can get on him is eighty to one on DK. Griff Ben Griffin's hundred to one on DK. Sam Ryder's hundred fifty to one on DK. I'm telling you, I kinda like the Sam Ryder play. Um all right, that's probably it for me in this range, Pat. 
I do want to remind everybody once again that uh, a lot of y'all need, you know, you need your hair to grow. And we got a holistic solution for men that promote healthier and whole, healthier hair and whole body wellness. You can get ahead of thinning hair with Nutrafol's whole body approach to hair growth. No drugs, no compromises. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Their hair growth nutraceuticals go beyond genetics to multi-target the root causes of thinning hair including stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle through whole body health. Physician formulated using natural medical-grade ingredients, Nutrafol's drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health, which is important. Mm. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after just three and six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 3,000 top doctors. Top doctors. You can grow thicker, healthier hair, and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com slash man. Oh, I didn't know if you were going to get that one. <laughs> and entering promo code TOURJUNKIES to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com slash man, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash man. Promo code tour junkies. Get some. I <laughs> love it. All right. 6K range, top 20 bets, and we are out of here for tournament previews 2022. I can't believe it's almost over. I got four. No, I got five. I got five plays in here I like, Pat. I like the 6K range, which is going to be good for my Tony Finau possible addiction, or I might throw in a wild Brian Harmon, Tom Hoagie lineup just just for fun. Yeah, I'm probably just going to let you take over this. I got a couple sneaky ones in here. Actually, I, I do have four. I think mine are sneaky. Maybe we have some of the same sneaky guys. You don't have a sneaky one I have. Okay. Well, right there at the top, 6,900, Zach Johnson. I mean, yeah, well. old man ZJ, I mean, he was old last year. He's still, he's still old this year. But the man... 16th last year, 6th the year before that in 2020, 61st, then a 7th, then an 8th. He, he, he's played this the best over his last five years. He loves Sea Island. Absolutely loves it. And, and he and, actually plays well here. That's what I just said. That's exactly what I I'm mean, saying. I mean, considering like Sea Island folks that just yeah, he's, he's shit in bed. Well, and I think he played the Houston last week just to kind of get the, get the blood flowing, you know, whatever. He's old, so it takes him a little bit of time. And he finished 57th, and honestly, he had no business finishing 57th on that golf course. Like, he didn't know. I mean, if JT Post doesn't play well this week, I think I think Zach Johnson's going to be knocking on his door. I'll, He's going to be like, listen here. I'll, if you want to stay in the Sea Island Mafia, you need to get your act together. Yeah. Um, a guy who checks a lot of boxes, and somebody in the Nut Hut was talking him up. Who was it? I think it was my boy Craig. I think it was Craig, CJ. He talked him up two weeks ago for Mayakoba. He was all up in the chat on Wednesday night talking about. I didn't listen. I didn't listen. But he was like 6,400 or whatever for the Mayakoba, and he finished 21st. But Ryan Armour, checking a lot of boxes at 6,800. He finished 13th at the Sanderson, 21st at Mayakoba, 27th at Houston. That's, that's some of the, the, the form leading up to this year. But then at the RSM, he's missed the last two cuts here, last two attempts. But I think both were pretty close. But before that, 23rd, 15th, 37, 36, like he he's he's good for this spot and he's playing he's playing well right now. I mean, he's he is really checking box. He is 20th I, in my model. 20th. I see your Ryan Armour and I raise you an Austin Cook who's won here before. Nah, I don't like Austin Cook. It's 6800. It looks same. He is checking box though. You're right, he is. Let's look at the hit. Let's look at form. I mean, Armour missed the cut at, at Bermuda. Austin Cook made it. Austin Cook was T27 at, at, at Mayakoba. Ryan Armour got him there. He was T21. <laughs> Ryan Ar- and Austin Cook both tied at the Houston Open last week at T27. So Austin Cook makes a little bit of sense here, too. Yeah. He's been playing well. Um, By the way, Armour's 180 to 1 on DraftKings. Don't know that I recommend that at all, but he's plus 550, top 20. We'll get to that. Uh, Robert Streb, like what... <sighs> I mean, he's he loves this place. I, you're, this is just this is throwing out Robert Streb. It's like a CYA play. You're just covering your ass 
in case Robert Streb happens to win because he just does well crazy things here. He's the this only is a CYA play is what this is. He's the only two time winner of this event, and when he won it in 2020, he wasn't exactly in like peak form. And I mean, I just I don't like loves this, this. He loves this golf course. It's sixty seven hundred dollars. But but okay, also there at sixty seven hundred dollars, damn David Lingmurth checks. I have what Lingmurth is on the sheet. Dude. What the hell are we doing here? Well, because he's playing so well in these short in these on these short courses, you know, and then he gets into the Houston. But Houston's not really built for for Lingmurth. But eighth and eleventh at at Mayakoba and Bermuda, like dude, this this place is a lot like. Those two courses, and he's played here five times. He's only missed one cut. He's got a 14th. He's got a 17th. I think this is a great spot for David Lingmurth. I mean, we're talking bombs because, like, bombs have done really well here in the past. They, they, yeah. they really have. The last one, and I just can't, I can't wrap my mind around it, but, like, and I know he burned a hell of people last week, but, David, or, but Dean Burmester at 6,300 is a gross misprice. Now he was seventeen percent owned at the Houston Open and was very bad. I mean, very bad, very very bad. But he is sixty three hundred dollars. He is he is eighty to one outright on DraftKings. That is the same as Grayson Sig, David Lipsky, Stefan Yeager, Trey Mullinax, Troy Merritt, Justin Lauer, Hayden Buckley, and JT Poston. Like that is a horrible misprice for for Dean Burmester. And I actually think he, he it's. He should be more expensive in DFS, despite the bad the bad week last week. But um, so I think it's a misprice the right direction in terms of a value for DFS. I'm not necessarily saying he's a great he's a great value, you know, betting. He's three to one to to finish top twenty, which again is right there with Lauer, Sig, uh, or Lauer, Sig, Post, and Jaeger, Buckley, Lipsky, like Merritt, Mullen, all those guys. So the DFS guys really mispriced him 6,300. We have to play some Dean Burmester. Yeah. Jackie's in the chat. She's like, what she, Jackie must not have even seen that. <laughs> she, she's unbelievable. I mean, 6,300 is ridiculous for this guy. What, what is this world golf rank? Like it, it's pretty good. Burmester. Did you see him down there, Pat? Or did you even scroll that far? I, I scrolled that far. Cause I got somebody in the same area. He's but, 59th um... in the world golf ranking right now. 59. There's not even he's 10 like, players ranked. He's like one of the top players in the field. He's one of the top players in the field. Hold on. Let's, let's see who's, who's, who's above him. Obviously. All right. <laughs> let's scroll. Fee now. One. Uh, Brian Harmon. Yeah, is- Brian Harmon, two. Sepp Straka, three. Seamus Power, four. Kisner, five. Uh, Hoagie, six. Um. We're getting there. We're almost getting there. Mackenzie Hughes, seven. Harris English, eight. Sahith, nine. JT Poston, 10. Scott Stallings, 11. Keith Mitchell, 12. Dean Burmester is the 13th highest ranked world golf ranker, ranked guy in the field. World ranker. And he's $6,300. I mean, he could absolutely just suck hind teat this week he was horrible last week though but you i mean horrible. you have to don't you have to play him i mean what how high is too high owned because people will talk i mean he will get ownership so so what no, there's is, a lot of there's 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 a ton of upside obviously there's a lot of upside what did he do so poorly last week he didn't yeah he, uh, he didn't putt well he lost five and a five point six strokes putting he didn't hit his irons well but he Four. never does yep. Yeah, but I mean, he kind of does that. Apparently, I don't know. I don't know. It he does a seventeen percent own. He busted a lot of people it, last week. Yeah, it doesn't matter what he did. I mean, it doesn't matter. At sixty three hundred, you have to play him it, to some. Yeah, extent. I think you have to play him. I, I could probably go one hundred percent Burmester. <laughs> you mean you may go one hundred percent Finau? Let's wrap it all up and go one hundred percent Burmester on the bottom. I mean, I'm saying when you do a Finau lineup and then you put Burmester in it, I did it today. And then you fill out the rest. You're looking at your lineup like, dude, this this kind of does feel like I'm cheating a little bit based on what I thought I was going to be able to get because Burmester's name and and what he's been doing lately and being as good as he is in the world golf rank. It's wild. I don't know. Is he hurt? We don't know about. No, it. he's not hurt. This is a gross DraftKings DFS misprice. 
which is going to put them high owned. And but even then, you still have to take it. You got to take it. Um, all right. So I looked at a few others. Tyson Alexander after his second. Yeah, place I'm not buying that. Week. I'm not jumping into that. Right I don't mind it though. It's not like it's out of. I mean, he's still, you know, made his last three or four cuts. So I don't know why you wouldn't just buy it coming off a second place finish. Yeah. Um, uh. You can't say no. no I, I just said I'm, just... I mean I can't say no. I'm, I'm not interested. But continue. He's not. I'm not super in love with that one. Okay. The other one I know you're not going to be in love with because you probably only know who he is. But Nico Echeverria is at sixty three hundred. Now I got a little good good little intel on him is from that, the same guy. Is that, that how you pronounce that? That sounded like a like a. Uh, some sort of disease. Nico Eka, Ekaveria, maybe. Okay. Not Echa. Okay. Ekaveria. Um, lives in Jacksonville. In his top 25 in Bermuda. I feel like, well, from what I was told, he would have, you know, had a bad back nine at the Houston Open, would have probably made the cut there. Is very new on tour. He was top five in the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. Um, you know, but I think uh, from what I hear, this is a perfect course fit for him. He's very much like a kiz. He doesn't get in a whole lot of trouble off the tee. Makes he can make birdies and bunches. Very good putter. So I think that you know, if you want to play like a low owned, like literally probably less than one percent guy, Echeverria at yeah. sixty three hundred could be that guy. Yeah, and, you know, it, you know, lives close by. Apparently, he's got some family in town. He feels better and plays well when he's got family in town. Oh, that's sweet. Um, that's precious. So there you go. Kind of that strokes gained mm. home life type thing. Mom's coming home to make him some Campbell's soup. For, for and Actually, I think it's his wife. He actually uh, likes having his wife around. Some people don't. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. At, at term, I don't know. I don't know. At wow. tournaments, they may like be like, hey, wife, you need to like be, you need to be uh, away. You know, so your wife work. doesn't watch this. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so some guys I would throw some top 20 units on. Um, Tom Hoagie and Jason Day starting it off at plus money. Tom Hoagie's plus 110, Jason Day's plus 130. Kuchar at plus 225. I kind of drop from, from that plus 130. I don't really see much of a difference until I get to these bigger number guys, so I'm, I'm kind of dropping. Kuchar to plus 225. Sig and Jaeger at 3-1. to one. Uh, Ben Griffin at plus 350. And then your bombs. Are ZJ at five to one, Ryan Armour at plus five fifty, and Robert Streb at plus sixty. That's top twenties for me. Okay, I like Jason Day at plus one thirty. Wait, what were those? Yeah, you just gave? top twenties. Jason Day plus one thirty. I had yeah. Joel Damon at plus one ninety. I have Rogers at plus two twenty five. I know you don't like that, boy. I have Davis Riley at plus two fifty. I know you do like that one. Yep, I don't mind that one. Um. Who is this? Ben Taylor at plus 400. And then I went with my boy Echeverria. Plus 1100. Ooh, so 11 to 1 wow. to finish top 20. That's a nice one. That'd be a, that'd be a nice nice hit. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, hate that we're just... not going to have a podcast to do next week, so I can, I can gloat for telling you to jump off the Patrick Rogers train. And you, and you let go of my hand. And then you stayed on to Yeah, we were jumping the off chaos. the cliff, and I just said, boop. Let you go. Yeah, you did the whole pool move. Let's jump off together, and then you go one, two, three, and then you, you know, you let the other person jump by themselves. But you, but for me, it was a cliff. So you, you're letting me. I was. It was on a train where we like we like hit the ground and roll. So we survive. We're a little banged up, but we survive. But you just stayed on the train and rolled onto the next town. That's going to be disappointment town where Patrick Rogers is the mayor. Hey, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that comes out. Yeah, he's he's like a really oppressive mayor. And, and he's going to make you do things you don't want to do and not let you do things you want to do, like make money. So enjoy that. I'll be over here mm. with, in Freedom Town with a less suppressive mayor that lets me make money, like Robert Streb. Do you ever watch no, Paw not Patrol? Robert, not Robert Streb. No, what? No, I haven't watched <laughs> Paw Patrol in years. Why are you watching Paw Patrol? You, Your youngest you have son a kid, is like 12 though, years old. Because they have a mayor. The mayor was like either oppressive or not. I can't remember. What was what was the deal with the mayor? I don't Something know. Something with that mayor. I don't know. I don't remember, man. I stuff like that, I I let file out of my brain. It's clear space for other things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't remember. Love you, man. Been a great year <laughs> of PGA tour previews. Can't wait to see you in Sea Island. 
Uh, we'll be back for more content in the break, of course. We'll also have our Golden Golby Awards. But <gasps> Oh, I forgot something. Oh, I hope people don't miss this. I forgot something. The Tour Junkies sponsored well. It's coming, okay? We took some money at the, uh, at the golf tournament. We, we, uh, I think we got around $1,500. Giving Tuesday is coming up. It's the Tuesday. We didn't take it. It was, yeah, donated. It was, it was donated. Giving Tuesday <laughs> is coming up. It's, it's next Tuesday, um, and it's a popular day where people give to a nonprofit. Uh, my wife and I have a nonprofit called 28 Bold. Go to 28bold.com. Check it out. It's a 501c3 certified nonprofit. Um, all your, deduction, all your uh, contributions are fully tax deductible. But uh, we, we want to build a well. What we do at 28 Bold is we put wells in the ground in Africa on, in places where people don't have access to clean water. We've done uh, about 14 or 15 wells now. We want to put one in a place called Togo. You can look at it on the map. It's a really small little thing on the coast of Africa, west, I think it's western side of Africa. Togo is where we want to put it. It'll cost us about $5,500 total. Uh, so we need $4,000 more. And when we do, we can say that Tour Junkies alone sponsored that well. We're going to put a plaque on the well. My wife is going to go in February. So we hope to be able can to. Can we put stickers on it? We can put stickers like on it. Sticker. We can do all, we can Golby the whole thing out. And everybody's going to be like, everybody there in Africa is going to be like, what the heck is this? You know, it's the Tour Junkie. That's what we do. But I want a Tour Junkie sponsored well. Um, that 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 you guys help us put in and and get done there in Togo and help people that uh, that literally walk a long way to get a limited supply of water and uh, and the walk is dangerous there and it, women and children do it and it's it's not good it's not fun and 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 this well will give access to literally hundreds of people that live around it to be able to come get it freely and without government control or oversight which is an issue there in africa and certain places including togo so um would love for you guys to help us do that you can go to 28bold.com there's a category when you go to 28bold.com there's a tour junkies category that you can donate to um, and make that donation you will immediately get an emailed receipt for tax purposes uh so make sure you put your email in there and then at the end of the year you will also be emailed a full contribution tax statement that you can use also if you need to if you need that so that would be great. I would love for us to knock that out next week at Giving Tuesday. We just need, I think, four thousand more dollars is what is what we what we need. So, four thousand more dollars, all we need. If if uh, if you guys can can do that, that'd be awesome. Twenty eight bold I'll try to put a link in the description of the video and the podcast. All right, that's it. Let's have a great week. May your screens be green. Bend over your bookie. See ya. Out.